Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. We have uh, we have developed another conversation during the break about food. And uh, we will talk to Om Young Masuk about Doc Rivers and his comments just a few moments ago. Um, we will get to those in just a second. But we have uh, a pressing discussion that needs to be had. Greg, would you like to uh, rephrase for the audience what you uh, what you asked us during the break? I asked you guys if you like cilantro. I love cilantro, but there are two types of people in this world. One person likes cilantro, loves cilantro. The other people think it tastes like toothpaste. I mean, I've never heard of anyone that believes that cilantro tastes like toothpaste. If they yeah, don't I, like yeah. it, they say it tastes like toothpaste. I've, I'm, watch. I guarantee you, someone's gonna say on never. Twitter, they're be like, "Yeah, it does." Don't Laura, say never, never, Laura. never, Thank ever you. have I heard that, and that's not Just because, because I'm you Latina. haven't heard it. Doesn't mean it's not true. Okay, but you, you also you also like uh, mint chocolate, so there's that. Uh, yeah, because and that it's does delicious. taste like toothpaste. People who you. say that cilantro tastes like mint chocolate chip are the same people who don't want to buy chips. I'm not saying they taste like mint chocolate chip. I'm just asking about cilantro. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. What cookies are we sleeping on? Do you like cilantro? And we need to know: Do you like mint chocolate? Um, and by the way, if you do, tell us why. Tell us no, why. No, no, no. We already know you're sick. We don't need the reasons. No, I want to know. I need to you know. want to know? For research know? purposes, I need to know. Because we right. feel it could be a cultural divide, and we already have plenty of those. We don't need a, another one, to be honest with you. But I am Ooh. curious to see how we can mend those fences. I was going to add another one. So What's avocado. That? I have a friend who is Mexican. He does not like guacamole or avocado on anything. If he no. sees it, no. he just won't touch the food. Nah. And we always tell him he's not Mexican. Nah. And he gets mad. Nah. Not and he's doing it. from, like, what, PV, Guadalajara? Like which? His family's from Guadalajara, Jalisco, yeah. I love how how you said that. Say that at one more time. <laughs> Guadalajara, Jalisco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds authentic, like cilantro. <laughs> cilantro. <laughs> Greg, can you say that? Guadalajara, Jalisco. Not bad. <laughs> Not way bad. Way better yeah. than I thought you were going to go with. Uh, with, with uh, way better than I thought you were going to do with that. I got to be honest. Especially with your mint propensity. That's, yeah, exactly. I was, I was exactly. Way better. So 877-710-ESPN if you want to hop aboard and have some fun with us here about this. Uh, in the interim, LZ, to some serious stuff before we get to the calls. Um, this is serious, George. It is serious as well, but a different okay. level of serious. Okay. Uh, All right. Doc Rivers was just on Prime Ticket, Fox Prime Ticket. And said that we, um, as in, I would imagine, and we'll get the specifics from Ohm, um, we are going to form a group today to address voting, police reform, and social justice. Uh, My assumption is that that may be the Clippers or the Coaches Association. Maybe one or the other. We'll ask Ohm in a few minutes. Again, he'll join us in 10 minutes. Um, But obviously, all these are things that, you know, we've discussed yesterday, we've discussed today. All these are things that need to get done ASAP. Well, absolutely. You know, and I recognize that people turn to sports for an escape. But I think part of the reason why we're here is because we've become addicted to the escapes. To the point at which we think the escape is reality and that reality is an infraction. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to flip the script and realize that sports... um, are fantastic and I love them and I'm passionate about it, but you can't become so addicted to having your mind off of the important things that you never address the important things. Because at the end of the day, if you don't take out the trash, 
the maggots don't just stay in the trash can, you know. The stench mm-hmm. doesn't just stay in the garbage can, you know. Mm-hmm. Eventually, your whole house starts to stink. Eventually, you become infested with maggots. And I think that's part of the reasons why we're seeing people respond to these videos of racism the way that they have, because they've realized that the stench that they've been smelling is something that they could have thrown away a long time ago. And now they're saying, let's get this out now. And that includes pausing sports so we can clean house. Yeah, for sure. The other thing Doc addressed, which is something you and I discussed a little bit yesterday uh, about Paul George and just kind of mental health and you know anxiety and things like that. Doc said that you forget being in the bubble is hard. Listening to these guys speak, just mental awareness. we got to be a little sharper on that. I don't think it's a coincidence that everyone in the bubble just seems to be a little bit more emotional. Um, yeah, because you're detached from the world. You know, you've, yeah. you've been in there for six or seven weeks away from your family and and people that you love and whatever, and the interactions aren't the same. And, and I think that we did kind of just gloss over that part of it being difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, we, we have. And I think a big part of the reason why – it's because they're rich. And when you look at what's happening in the, in the world, but particularly in our country, in terms of how the pandemic has impacted our economy, um, people don't want to hear rich people complaining about how hard it is to be rich in a bubble. They just don't. But that isn't fair. Because being rich has never saved anyone from having mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Being rich has never saved anyone from having heartache. Being rich has never stopped anyone from missing family and friends. And I think that even though I recognize why people may not want to hear millionaires complain about being separated from their families, I don't think we're being fair to them by dismissing them because of their socioeconomic status, because love is love, no matter how much money you have or don't have. Yeah, to your point, LZ, athletes at their core are no different than you and me. They have lives, and they care about things that matter to them. And money doesn't take away all your individual problems or even sometimes collective problems, right? Um, And that's why the players are insisting the help of the wealthy, the billionaires, the owners, the league, the corporate sponsors, right? Nike, Disney, Time Warner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, because those people with wealth have access to those um, that will wield some power, right? So I think that that, that is part of that too. Uh, but to your ultimate point, yeah, just because you have money don't mean you have problems, right? Biggie said it. More money, more problems. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that's just that, – that's not <laughs> – that's not just a song. That's for real because a lot of people start coming at you when you got money, right? We've, we've had that conversation, you and I, before. Absolutely. I mean, Britney Spears is rich. She, she had a breakdown. Had problems in front of everybody. She had a yeah. <laughs> in front of everybody. Yeah. Shaved their head. Right. And swung at somebody with an umbrella. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, people are on the phone, LZ, and they want to weigh in on the conversations we've been having. Uh, Manuel in Gardena. Manuel. First off, let me applaud you, gentlemen, for continuing this dialogue that is way overdue. And that is one thing that I have to give this generation of athletes credit on is that they're not backing down on this social injustice stance, nor should they. So let's just get that out of the way. Secondly, um, the MVP right now is Laura. As far as that food draft you guys had, nothing on earth is better than Mrs. Fields chocolate chip cookie cakes and chocolate chip cookies included. Now you guys were talking about like Mother's and Chips Ahoy. 
And those things are terrible. <laughs> but I can't believe that, like, uh, Dylan Hernandez, of all people, has never had mothers. I thought, like, every Mexican-American family, like, has had mothers in their cupboard at some part. Some point, I should say. But, yeah, those things are terrible. Mint chocolate, I'm all in. So you guys can hate. You guys just don't understand. No, Manuel! How can you do this to us? You've betrayed us. <laughs> do you, you like mint? Do you eat mint chocolate chip cookies because you don't feel like using no? Look, look, mint chocolate. Man, you guys don't like a York bar or like those no. little. Remember the Albion? They were like patty? green on one side and like. Yeah. Oh man, nah. you guys are missing out, nah. man. Nah, nah, can't yeah, do it. Nah, can't nah, do it, nah. Manuel. We love you, buddy. Despite that, we still love you. Right on. All right. Yeah, you, see you. messing up my cilantro. And the Chianti with all that stuff. Uh-uh. Let's go to Sacco in Pasadena. What's up? Mr. Granderson, Mr. Sedano. Oh, you guys have a great day. Going back to earlier where you guys are talking about uh, when all hell broke loose and LZ hit it right on the nose, man. That is when all hell broke loose. Never be the same after that. You don't ever shoot him. Especially if you're a cop, you should know better. Regarding the players union and Chris Paul being upset about Milwaukee, how we at this point, everybody does have a right to pro. Betting oh, have it. obligations to one another as a teammate or not team. Sacco, we're losing you, buddy. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I think he was addressing the Chris Paul. You know the 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 notion that, and I don't. I didn't say Chris Paul because I don't know that to be the case. I just said that um, there were some players that were not happy with the Bucks not informing Chris Paul or the rank and file, right, about their decision to sit out, right? And and look, the look, the Bucks basically said that we decided on this 45 minutes before the game. And, and look, but I get both sides of this, LZ, in this sense. If you're Chris Paul, you've done a lot to get this thing off the ground, right? Yep. I think that yep. Chris Paul has done a phenomenal job leading Absolutely. these men and young men. And I, I just think it's like, I could see him being like, you couldn't have given me a little heads up. You couldn't have just shot me a text in the locker room or, or you know what I mean? Like, I, I get that part of it as well, though. I mean, yeah, I get it. But as long as no one's harping on it, I'm okay. You know, like expressing some minor irritation, fine. But at the end of the day, no one owns the rights to protest. Mm-hmm. No one is a gatekeeper on how to address systemic racism and criminal justice reform. Not Congress, not the president, not athletes. Everyone can contribute. Everyone can get involved at any entry point that they see fit. So as long as Chris Paul wasn't upset to the point in which it came across as if there was some sort of injustice being done because the Bucks decided to protest, then I'm good with it. And by all accounts, I, I have not read or heard anyone report that it was at that level. It was a minor sort of like, hey, I wish you would have given me a heads up but it wasn't so dramatic that it was like yeah. an no, offense. No. Right, right, for sure, for sure, no doubt. Um, and Jalen Brown of the Celtics kind of stood up for them too as well. Um, we got a couple of calls here real quick. Let me sneak them in before we talk to Om, who's going to join us in a minute or two. Uh, Om Young Masuka of ESPN, who covers the Lakers and Clippers. Uh, he is Thai, and we will ask him about mint chocolate as well. Uh, but let's, as we are trying to d- discover, though Manuel crossed the line, LZ. He is no, he is on. We, we were, cu- we were trying to figure out if this is a cultural thing with mint chocolate, and uh, Manuel and Gardena is is not on uh, on our side on this. Right Manuel, now. you are a gaslighter. Yeah. That's what you are, my friend. 
He do- oh, Laura does remember this. What did you say, Laura? He also likes King Taco and Taco Bell. So, I mean. Mm. Oh, God. Thank That's right. you. Yeah. He did no. call me on the midday show and Even did say that. He yeah. gave me props, but yeah. no, no, yeah. I can't deal You know that. what? Let me go to the, one of the other. We would, since Laura's the lady, we want to talk to one of the other ladies on the whole, on hold right now. Janelle is in Tustin. Janelle. Hello, Janelle. What's up? <laughs> What's up? Please tell us something good. Man, um, I don't know how y'all, how often y'all frequent Trader Trader Joe's. Now, I'm only oh. a, a wannabe vegan, but please check out the vegan chocolate chip cookies from Trader Joe's. No, I'm a Trader Joe person. So no, I'm, 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 I'm telling mean, you right now, no. I'm not no? Doing it. no? You won't even try it, LZ? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. If I'm going Yo, to eat I'm a not, cookie. I'm not a vegan, but. If please, I'm going to eat a cookie. You say no. I'm going to eat a cookie. I don't want your cookie coming gluten free or <laughs> vegan. I want a damn cookie. If I'm going to shoot my diet down, then I'm going to do it right. I'm not eating I no mean, freaking cleaned up healthy cookie. Yeah, I, I mean you're not you're not wrong, LZ, but it is a Janelle. What you're saying is it, it, it makes you feel a little better about yourself, maybe. Um, possibly, even if yeah. I'm not doing any dairy. Right well, there, you go there you go. Well, Janelle, thank also, you so. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So I love cilantro and I love mint chocolate chip cookie ice cream. Oh, Janelle, what is happening, girl? I was just I don't on your side. I don't know what to do with you. I, don't know I was just you. on your side, Janelle. What happened? Mint chocolate. What happened? <laughs> What's wrong with mint chocolate? It's not good. <laughs> okay, I want you know I, I I recognize this might this might be personal, and if you don't want to go there, then I perfectly re, you know I respect that. But I'm just curious, what traumatic thing happened in your life that made you eat a chocolate chip cookie with a mint in it? Wow. What made you hate mint so much? Oh, yeah. She turned it back on you. She just flipped no, no, the script no, no, no. on you, LZ. Nope, nope. She didn't flip the script because I didn't say I hated mint. I said I hated chocolate mint cookies. Mm. I like mint. You can give me some mint hot tea. I'm good. Mm. I can like mint in my gum. You mm. know, minty toothpaste, minty mouthwash. So I'm not opposed to the flavor of mint. It's it was just you, right? You, young yeah. lady, that yeah. took your toothpaste and put it on your dessert and tried to tell me <laughs> it was good. Uh, Janelle, you're the best. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for messing with us. We appreciate it. All right, um, George, did you put ketchup on uh, on your eggs? No, I'm just checking. No, hell just no. Checking. I don't right, put them on checking. my tacos either, uh, like some people that used to work here. Yeah, what happened to that guy? Is yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Max said What's he that? works for the Max said on the air the other day he works for the Witness Protection Network. Oh, all right. Well, if we know he works for theirs, they're not a very good witness protection, are they? Yeah, no, yeah. probably not. Uh, all right, Omyam Masuka is going to join us in one minute. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, Om Yamasuk joins us now here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Uh, Om uh, covers the Lakers and the Clippers for us here and does a phenomenal job. Uh, Om, 
what have you heard uh, about all the things that have transpired here over the last couple of days? Um, I know Doc Rivers specifically made some comments. We kind of alluded to them in the last segment. But what have you heard about Doc's input here over the last several days with the players and the owners and all these different meetings that are happening? Well, I, I think it's been a very emotional uh, 24 to 48 hours. Um, you know, starting probably with the, the, it was like a tidal wave that almost feels like it went through the bubble, probably sparked a little bit by Doc Rivers' uh, emotional plea and vent and outpouring of frustration and anger after game five against Dallas. I mean, Doc, I asked Doc before that game to talk about Jacob Blake, and he said, I don't want to talk about it right now. Ask me after the game. <laughs> so I asked him after the game, and that's when you got that, basically that moment that went viral uh, all the way up to President Obama tweeting it. And I think from that point, you've just seen so much emotion from all these players. And then I think last night in that meeting, you probably saw the gamut of emotions and guys were emotional and, and Doc had said that. Um, he was just asked about, are the Clippers ready to move forward on this appearance that he did on um, Fox Prime Ticket? And he said, they want to, they're really looking forward to. But yesterday, it was a really difficult day. He said their emotions were all over the place, and they thought it was over. Uh, and it was a really tough day for all of them. And then he went on to tell this story about how he and Lou Williams just sat in his room not too long ago. And uh, he said to Lou, what a good, tough day. And Lou said, what the heck is a good, tough day? And Doc said, you had one yesterday. And someday you will look back on this, and you will understand that. And I think Doc understands where this moment is, a seminal moment in history and sports. Uh, for the players that are inside the bubble, though, and Doc is saying this, it's even affected him. Not Everybody inside that bubble doesn't understand maybe how far their messages or what they're saying or what they're trying to do is going and if it's impacting anyone because they're in a bubble and they don't realize anything else is going on in the real world. And I think that is also taking a toll on the players. Paul George kind of touched on it with mental health awareness, and Doc said it today that everybody in the bubble is no coincidence that everybody is a little bit more emotional. Well, I absolutely see the rationale for that. I know instinctively uh, for a lot of people, when Trayvon uh, was slain, when Tamir Rice was slain, uh, Laquan McDonald, anytime you see a person of color and there's they're either a young person or there's kids involved, your instinct is to instantly grab and hug your kids. So imagine not being able to do that, but being forced to deal with the reality of the outside world and not being able to express the love that you have for your family. I can't imagine how taxing that must be. And as I said earlier, no amount of money can cover that amount of pain. So, so let's take this before Jacob Blake um, and the shooting. Uh, after the Clippers lost game four in heartbreaking fashion for them, Luca hits a legendary buzzer-beating three-point shot. Um, normally, as Lou Williams told Doc Rivers, we go home after a tough playoff loss and we go back to our family, our kids, our boys, whatever it may be, to just kind of seek comfort, reset ourselves. There's no resetting yourself in the bubble. You go back to the same guys you see. You immediately go to the post-game meal room with the, with the same guys you've been in there for 50 days, with the coaches and the players, you're running into the other team that you just played against and now you are you know, emotional about and is becoming a little bit of a rival to a certain degree, and you've got to share an elevator with them. 
These are things that are just so new to them that I've said this before they entered the bubble. Uh, people want to put an asterisk on whoever is going to win this championship if they finish this season. And I would say under normal circumstances that you could take COVID-19 out of this, if you were to put all these playoff teams into a bubble and have them duke it out for three months, um, it's going to be the winner is going to have to win a war of attrition. And that, to me, means they, could, but they might be the toughest champion of all the champions for going through these type of things, let alone having a virus out there and now having the virus of racism that has not disappeared since they went in. When they went in, Michael Malone said this, we packed our bags 50 days ago saying that we were not going to let the social justice movement and the momentum go by playing basketball games. We were going to keep it at the forefront. And here we are 50-some-odd uh, 50 days later, it's still here, and we feel like we haven't been able to do anything. And that's the frustration that a lot of guys felt. And I think it came out a lot in that meeting last night. What are you hearing about the owner's commitment or the league's commitment, Om? Um, I think that's going to probably be worked out. I think there's probably still a lot of discussion going on. Knowing the league and knowing the uh, Adam Silver and the owners, and then, of course, I think LeBron James and the other players putting pressure on them. I felt like last night a lot of the reports I heard about the Lakers and Clippers walking out and ready to say goodbye to the season was really kind of a way to put pressure on the owners to be like, we need something more. And look, the owners have, they're each giving like, you know, over the next 10 years, $300 million to a whole bunch of initiatives to help in the community, help with social justice, to even help people find jobs, how to interview, how to build your resume, how to keep jobs, things like that, job retention. But there needs to be more than that. And I think they wanted to be proactive. A doc mentioned today, that perhaps they're, they're talking about forming a group. Um, and I, I, He didn't go into much detail, but the three areas they want to address is voting, uh, police reform, and social justice. I think there's a lot of things that they want to see people be proactive and not reactive. Um, when you consider uh, all of the programs and initiatives that you've listed and that we are aware of, Many of them are targeted towards helping minorities. How willing do you believe the owners are to do the other part of this equation, which is addressing the politicians who are putting in policies that make it a difficult on minorities? This is a great point because as you know, a lot of these owners know a lot of these politicians um, are connected to these politicians, probably sometimes run in similar circles. Um, I think of the Milwaukee Bucks ownership group. Um, they're politically involved, and I think they're trying to do as many things as possible. And you see, like, some of these teams now getting involved where they're trying to turn their arenas into voting areas to make sure there isn't voter repression. Um, these are all things that I think we're t it's the good thing is we're all talking this out, and we're trying to impact change. This is something that a year ago, wasn't being discussed by a lot of people. It's taken a lot to get to this point, and it's taken too much. Unnecessary death, unnecessary violence, unnecessary shootings to get to this point. You hope that all of this, there will be some good that comes out of it. And if anybody's going to do that, any league in this world, any commissioner in this world, it's going to be Adam Silver who's going to work with these players. But I think the players are now realizing that yesterday, this is where their power comes. This is where their power is. 48 hours ago, we had no idea that there weren't going to be any playoff games played. And then that changed the news cycle. Now you see on CNN, they're talking about all these games not being played. And then it started this tidal wave through all of the rest of sports, all these games not being played. 
I think the players now are trying to figure out moving forward, how can we keep this going? How can we keep this momentum going? It's like Lou Williams said before the bubble. He thought he had second thoughts about coming to play because he did not want the basketball games to be a distraction. And he was kind of right. If you think about it, basketball is being played now four games a day during this first round. And it's easy to lose sight of what else is going on in the rest of the world, what's happening, and the people who are out on the streets still protesting. It's easy to be distracted by basketball. And now they, they brought it to a halt. And I think they have everybody's attention. We just got to see what they're going to do moving forward. Om Yamasu covers the NBA, the Lakers and Clippers specifically for us here at ESPN and does a phenomenal job. One last one for you, and then I have a uh, discussion that we've been having I need to get your thoughts on. Um, what do we know about the potential return of games? What are you hearing about when this could happen? Um, I don't know. Doc Rivers, though, did say we are, we are ready to get back uh, to basketball. This is what we do and this is what we love. So it sounded to me that it was pretty imminent, um, and certainly we're wondering if they're going to have games on Saturday. But I think these are all things that they have to figure out, especially with the scheduling now being pushed back, TV and all that. The league has a lot to figure out. And, of course, I think they need to give these players a little time, too, as well. Uh, this has been an incredible, historic, unprecedented last 24 hours. Doc Rivers told this one story. He said that the coaches were sitting uh, having lunch out by this lake. And he goes, it sounds great, sounds beautiful, but it's not as good as it sounds. But he said that he saw the players walking out at this morning's meeting. And he was sitting there with Ty Lue, and he said, this is awesome. Because he said he could feel the sense of pride from the players that were walking by because the players were all talking to each other about what they had just done and what they're trying to do. And so he can feel it. I think everybody in the bubble can feel what the players are trying to accomplish. But I think you still need to give them some time before they get back to playing playoff basketball again because I think the last 24 hours have been an incredibly emotional and a mental grind for a lot of these players, and we, we're not even talking about playoff basketball. No question about it. Lastly, before we let you go, do you like mint chocolate? I love mint chocolate. My favorite, my favorite ice cream in the world is mint chocolate chip. Oh, oh, and what, so, oh, but what? Baskin Robbins mint chocolate chip. Oh, I, I, thought, I, oh, I thought we were friends. What happened here? I love mint chocolate. In fact, in fact I buy even the mint chocolate M&M's. Oh, 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 I didn't oh, even know they made oh, those. Listen, um, I, oh, I yeah. understand you're in the bubble. You're going through a lot of things right now. <laughs> once, once you get out of the bubble and life returns to normal, you're you're going to be just fine. You're going to be fine. Wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. You guys don't like like Andy's mints? Those little Andy no. mints? You don't like those? Gross. Listen, Andy, oh. Mandy, Sandy, I don't care who name you put in front of it. As soon as you say chocolate chip and mint, I'm out, dog. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Oh, you guys are missing out. You guys need to live life a little bit more. Well, no, I, now we're, no, I, because I, I, we thought it, we were we we thought because we are dealing with a lot of cultural stuff right now. We thought we had a cultural divide with mint chocolate, but uh, a couple of callers and now yourself uh, are in the camp of the minority group who likes mint chocolate. So now our entire uh, thesis statement is blown out the window, basically. Well, you know, I like being. I don't. I don't like being really with the majority. I like being different. So if that means I'm different, like in mint chocolate chip, and I'm in the minority, I'll take it. Well, then, um, just, then be a Chargers fan if you just wanted to be different. Why are you going to get a chocolate chip cookies with mint? <laughs> I, I'm sure Ohm is still a Giants fan, if I recall correctly, right? No. Oh, oh God. No, 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 no. I, 
I actually grew up in the D.C. area, and I was a Washington football. Oh, Washington! Fan. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, That's right. and then uh, and then like that was during the Joe Gibbs era, and then like when what people don't understand when you become a sports writer, the fan in you dies. Yeah, so, cloaked like, in neutrality. Cover NFL, yeah, you cover the NBA. You're not a fan of anything anymore. You're a fan for what is going to help you personally, meaning what's going to be the best story for me, oh, yeah. what's going to get my night over with, oh, faster, yeah. what yeah, do yeah. I want to cover, what's going to work out for the story I'm working on, things like that. The yeah. only thing I am a fan of left anymore are two things, Michigan State football and basketball, because I yeah. went there, right. and Roger Federer in tennis. There you go. There you go. Oh, Roger oh. doesn't like mint chocolate chips. I oh, there you go. Now like you it. and Roger have issues. Uh, Ohm, uh, we still love you, despite your love for mint chocolate chip. Izzo doesn't like it either, just so you know. Izzo doesn't like it either. Yeah. And Magic Johnson, for that matter, doesn't like mint chocolate chip is what I Greg Kessler hates it. Yeah. Magic you know. likes everything that's green. Go green. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ohm. See you, buddy. See you, guys. Take care. There he is, Om Young Masuk of ESPN. Uh, Karen Kay, you have found an ally, and his name is Om Young Masuk. Um, and did you hear what he mentioned? He mentioned the Andes mitts and chocolate chip mitt ice cream. I'm I going know. to Thrifty's I, after I, this. Thrifty's, I'm going to get Thrifty's ice cream. They have the mint chocolate chip. It, it's like I don't know you or him after all these years, and it just I don't know well, what to feel like right now. I and then know. LZ has to throw in, oh, and you're probably a Charger fan too. What? And you are a Charger fan. Yeah, yes. I am. Uh, LZ knows that. But she grew I'm up in San Diego. I hurt you my know. feelings a little bit. So Not as bad as those interceptions Phyllis was throwing last last year. Whoa! If I was if I was near you, you've seen my gun show. If I was near you, right <laughs> now, Mister, you better watch your mouth. Yeah, I watch care. What, what are we? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. See, more money, more problems is all I'm saying. PPA. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Scott Kaplan, Cap is going to join us in a couple of minutes. We've got one more segment, and then we'll do some crosstalk with him uh, in just a moment. Uh, so, LZ, I laughed yes, out loud when you said to Ohm that, what are you, a Charger fan now? Because I knew Karen was on the line, and poor Karen grew up in San Diego. So she has a reason to be a Chargers fan because she uh, she grew up there. You know, sometimes she throw haymakers just, you know, just to see what's going to happen. Yeah. I was hoping to get a response from her, but uh, they, they both are pretty muted, I guess, on the, the response to the Chargers thing. Yeah. They're going to be a good team. But she's legitimately a fan. Team. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want – she's not one of these, like, L.A. Charger fans. Like, she's hardcore. Like, she is – you know, she sings the the, the, the song, San Diego, Super Chargers, San Diego, Charge. Do they still have that song? I, I had to get rid of that, right? 
I would assume so, right? Right. Like, Greg, would you you would know? Would you know? I don't know. Maybe yeah, not. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why I would know that, but they're not going to sing Los Angeles Superchargers, so. I mean, I, I don't know. No, did they just, maybe did they do like a remix? You know what I'm saying? Like, do we know? <laughs> Is there a Charger fan that can call in and let us know if you've actually been to the stadium in Carson? Like, clearly they can't play San Diego Superchargers anymore, but we, what are they doing? We already had We already had the one Charger fan on in Karen. I don't know. Well, I should have asked her. That is savage, savage, savage. No, I think they're going to be a good team. They're going to get more fans. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine for them. I agree. Just right, I like them. It's just, it's just right now it's fun. Yeah, I like them. Right now, um, do you think Greg Phillip hates Rivers them. Is a Hall of Famer? Who? I'm sorry. Do you think Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer? I do. I do. I, look, if Dan Fouts is a Hall of Famer and Joe Namath is a Hall of Famer, I know Joe Namath has a championship, but like Joe Namath's stats stink. <laughs> like if you look at his numbers, they're not good. I mean, he won he won that Super Bowl. I get it. Super Bowl three was the big Super Bowl because the AFL hadn't beaten the NFL before. I get all that. Um, but it's not like Joe Namath was like this. You know, he wasn't Johnny Unitas. You know what I mean? <laughs> like back then. <laughs> so I, I just feel like the whole thing is subjective. But if you're asking me for my subjective opinion, I would vote him in. Yes. I'm still trying to decide. I'm still on the fence. Really? I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I know am. Greg wouldn't. He's, he's no, Raider, I absolutely Raider would boy over there. It has nothing to do with that. I just never thought he was a, a top five quarterback in the league, period. I don't Ever? It's not the Hall of Very Good. No. I don't think no. in any season that he was playing oh, that he was a top five that. quarterback. Come on. I don't. Come on. All right. So, so, let, all right, so let's just go ahead and say – you know, Brady, Rogers, Rivers, or Brady, Rogers, Breeze, right? So that's three, and it's been those three for like a decade, right? So then Manning was in there for a long time, too. Yeah, Eli was there, too. Eli? Top Eli was five? drafted with him. Well, ben Peyton, Roethlisberger. Peyton. Top five? Oh, Peyton. Eli Manning, top Peyton, five? Peyton. No, oh, no, no, no. Peyton. All right, so here, oh, here, oh, Philip Rivers, oh, in, in 2000, they were drafted together, him and Ben and, and Eli. Yeah. I thought that's what you were referring to. Um, in. 2010, he led the league in yards, 4,700, okay? Who cares? In 2013, he led the league in completion percentage. At, Who oh, cares? That's, that's a pretty big deal. He had 69.5% on almost 4,500 yards. Like, that's amazing. Um, let me see. What else? He led the league in completion percent in completions, period, in 2015. Um, you can do the same thing about Matt Stafford. Yards I mean per better than that. I mean, I don't know, man. I, he went deeper in the playoffs than Matt Stafford. He literally got them to an AFC title game on one leg, once in four well, I mean, years. That's more than Matt Stafford, though. That's true, but Matt Stafford's not forty-five years old. Where the hell well, he not yet. Not yet. He will be though. Yeah, I'm gonna make a bold prediction. Mm -hmm. You ready? Yeah. Matt Stafford's gonna end his career with higher yardage numbers than Philip Rivers will. No, I believe that. Oh, yeah, it's on that bow, Dan. Never mind. I thought it was <laughs> You know what? We'll ask Cap about this because Cap, you know, knows Philip Rivers. And, like, you know, he was a, he's a legend in San Diego. So I can ask Cap. We'll ask Cap about that. But let me go to Derek in Woodland Hills, who's still on hold, I believe wants to get in on our either mint chocolate talk or cookie talk or anything, really, that we've discussed all day. Derek, thank you for holding. And, and what do you have to say? Hey, I just want to say what's up, everybody. And um, LZ. I yes, really sir. don't understand what your indifference is against mint chocolate chip. Yeah, LZ. Um, I want to make something clear. The mint <laughs> that's in toothpaste and the mint that's in, you said, mouthwash, 
that's totally different than the mint that's in the chocolate. The mint that's in, that's in the chocolate is delicious. How do you know it's totally different? Is it a different My plant? taste buds. I mean, they just, they, they taste, it, I don't know. I love it. But the other thing I wanted to say is people who think the cilantro tastes like mint, I have heard someone say that. And I think that's childish. I think if you don't put cilantro and onions on your tacos, then I don't know. There's something, yeah, there's something going some, on. Yeah. Street tacos need a little cilantro, need some onions for sure. I'm with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, but they don't need mint. All right, that's no, important. Right. Correct. They do That's not fair. need any men on that. Um, and also, Philip Rivers, uh, he could maybe go to the Hall of Fame. It's kind of sad when they go to the Hall of Fame and they're not uh, Super Bowl winner, MVP. They don't have any of that under their belt. But he has continually been throwing for a lot of yards. Whether he's throwing 40 times a game, he still throws for yards every single year. Yeah. So he, thank you for the call. Real quick, just so – because we're going to get to Cap here in a second. got a two-minute break, and then we'll talk to Cap during crosstalk. Um, pro football reference. Um, mm-hmm. I love the, the, referen- the, the, the reference pages. Like I like baseball reference. I love basketball reference, pro football reference. They do a thing, right? Players mm-hmm. whose careers uh, were similar in quality and shape. And okay. over, they, they do it by year. You know what I mean? Like you're all, all of the years that they're in there. But for then they have at the end career and who they compare to, okay. um, and Philip Rivers' career is compared to according to Pro Football Reference: John Elway, Dan Marino, Fran Tarkenton, Matt Ryan, Brett Favre, Joe Montana, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, and Ken Anderson. Got now, it. now of all those guys that I mentioned, <laughs> the uh, Ken Anderson is not a Hall of Famer and will not be. Um, but everyone else in there has a shot. Um, to at least be a Hall of Famer, because I think Matt Ryan has a shot. I wouldn't vote him in, um, but at the at the moment, but he has a shot. Uh, ben is going to be a Hall of Famer. Aaron's going to be a Hall of Famer, and Drew's going to be yep. a Hall of Famer. So we'll take a break. We're back in two minutes. We'll talk to Cap about this and ask him about the great cookie debate next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Listen, Morales, while I am uh, generally not a huge fan of crosstalk, I do enjoy doing the crosstalk with uh, Mason in Ireland and my guy, Scott Kaplan. Um, So uh, back up, all right? So anyhow, uh, Scotty Caps, we've got a number of things we need to discuss with you. We have had the great uh, cookie and sweets debate here, but the most important question is, do you like mint chocolate? George, good evening. LZ, good evening to you. I don't fine, really sir. know. I, I, I don't know if I want to get shamed by you right now, George. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mm. Uh-oh. I mean, yeah, you, George. You, you, you created this whole thing yeah. that that this mint chocolate thing has to be a white guy thing. It, well, clearly it's not. No, no, I was no, clearly no, no. wrong it about that. A, it could be a white woman thing, too. 
Fair yeah. enough. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, but but George, you've you've disproved your theory over I and know. over again with all sorts of cultures that have have come in well, to defend mint chocolate. It, small sample size. So that's what I, that's what I'm going to attest to. Attest to so small sample size. Don't you like uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream? No, no, not in the least. Why actually, you, why would you do that to ice cream? It's just mint. minding its own business. Why would you do that to it? Mint I'd rather just have plain good. vanilla than have that. Yeah, now mint chocolate chip ice cream is a good ice cream. I'm not saying it's my go-to. I'm just saying it's good. What is the go-to? I'd rather, I'd rather eat ice. <laughs> not even with the cream. <laughs> no cream. No chocolate. No cream. What is the go-to? Well, I, I've become kind of addicted to pistachio gelato. Oh, come on. Pistachio? I, I mean, this just gets worse. I know. Greener. Really? That's it not, gets greener. That's not even a real nut. Pistachio <laughs> knows it's not a real nut. It walks into the club. It sees the walnuts, the peanuts, the almonds. It's all hanging out cool. Pistachio yeah. walks by and everybody leaves and scatters. Yeah. You know this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I never had pistachio gelato. And then all of a sudden, somebody introduced me to it. And I was like, I don't want to eat green ice cream. And they're yeah. like, no, seriously, this is bomb. And then I had pistachio gelato, and I've become addicted to oh pistachio gelato. What, what is happening? Are Embarrassingly enough me? to admit. That is awful. pistachios are like the pig pen of nuts yeah the only thing that's worse than pistachio is like the brazil nuts yeah and that's only because it takes you like you need a slave oh my god it's like six hours to eat one of those things yeah i mean it's ridiculous um (laughs) scott yes sir what what is the go-to cookie in the household like if you had to go to like albertson's or vons or pavilions or ralph's or whatever whatever the local grocery store is and you had to buy you you, you got you got to get some cookies. You're having a cookie fix. You're jonesing for cookies. What are you What are you buying? So, LZ, I don't want to get shamed by you now, because you just might. One of you your callers might. called earlier, and you didn't even give this poor lady a shot to sell you to persuade you on these cookies at Trader Joe's that are. Um, I'm trying to remember the don't word. Say it. The vegan chocolate don't say chip it. ones. Okay, yes. so listen. When I see the word vegan, I'm like, ugh. Like, I, I look at vegan and I think of soy. And I just don't, I don't want anything like that. I don't want fake. I want real. Like yeah. LZ, like you were saying, I want real. Right, yeah. But, but I got to give the lady the credit. Those vegan chocolate chip cookies, and the only reason I know is because my daughter will get them. And then I'm looking at my house like I'm fiending, like I've got to have something sweet. And the only thing there are these vegan chocolate chip cookies from Trader Joe's. Yeah. And dude, I'm here to tell you. They're bomb. Okay. Oh, but, no, they're but. not. No, they're not. You just have the munchies. And when you have the munchies, you eat yeah. anything when you have the munchies. Yeah. Did you smoke before this? Yeah. Seriously. Munchies. Yeah. All right. All right. Listen. Okay. You might be on to something, LZ. <laughs> okay. But I will say this. You know what I like? Um, there, you like the grocery store sprouts. I'm not sure if you like sprouts. Yeah, but I like sprouts. Yeah. In their in their little you know homemade bakery section, if you will, kind of mm-hmm. by the deli, they've got their own chocolate chip cookies. Oh, and they oh. are amaze balls. If they I do good. say so, they're yeah. incredible. Yeah, I buy two boxes of them, and uh, they get eaten up pretty quickly in my house. Okay, all right, fair. I'm gonna when Mrs. Sedano goes to Trader Joe's because a lot of the uh, the kids uh, stuff uh, we get at Trader Joe's. Um, and though they do have this one thing at Trader Joe's, if you haven't had it, Scott, um, it is a chocolate covered like pretzel pouch with peanut butter inside. And you need to find one of those. OK, it's a brown bag um, and eat some of that and you will thank me later. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I want to ask you guys, what do you guys think about 
dark chocolate covered almonds. I love them. Oh, love them. I love them. Can't get I enough. I have dark chocolate covered almonds in every room in the house, just in case. I have <laughs> in every almonds. room in the house. Good lord! In the bathroom, which could be confusing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No question. You know. Yeah. Uh, I love them, dude. And the problem with them is they're big. Yeah. You know? And like, unlike an M M&M and M peanut, which I I used to love. But a dark chocolate-covered almond. I mean, the problem is you eat 12, 14 of them, and you're, like, sick, you know, and then you just can't stop. And that's the yeah. problem. No, yeah. That's why you need the Chianti. You got to wash it down. With the oh, with the- cookies with red wine. You in on that? I have not done that. Um, but I, I have thought, though, as you guys were talking about it, like, haven't you ever been to a nice dinner and you've uh, yeah. had dessert? And at yeah. dessert, there's still red wine, perhaps, on the table, and you're having yeah. Yeah. red wine with something sweet because – you clearly don't want to sleep that night because you just want to be sugar rushed all night long. <laughs> Scotty, let me tell you, this is the perfect setup, right? You get, you put on a pair of socks, not the ones that covers the ankles, the, the ones that's just underneath the ankle, right? You get a robe, you put on a little Bobby Darren, you get your cookies, you put yourself <laughs> a nice glass of Chianti, all right? You look outside. No fava beans. No fava beans, just yeah. pure cookies yeah. with the Chianti. Sometimes a Merlot, Malbec if you're desperate. And trust me. <laughs> Why you got to swipe the Argentinians, man? Yeah, you know, it's just like Malbec. Like, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Like, it, it's not. Listen. You're going to get some Argentinians mad at you, boy. No, They're already I, hoity-toity as it no, is. No, 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 no. I've, I've, I've slept with plenty of Argentinians. I love you guys. <laughs> you guys are fantastic. It's just I'm a little. They're already elitist as it is. <laughs> I'm just I've not into the Malbec. That's all. Yeah. yeah I'm um, just, just not into the Malbec. That's yeah. all. Uh, Scott, you yes, know Philip Rivers really well. I'm. I got Philip Rivers in the Hall of Fame. LZ does or is leaning towards. He's not. What are you? What do you say? I say no chance today. However, if Philip Rivers winds up ultimately winning a Super Bowl in Indianapolis, stop. stop. You know that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's not happening. Why even set yourself up like that? Well, I was just trying to answer the question. The question is, is he a Hall of Famer today? I don't think so, George. And the reason is this. When you think about the era of quarterbacks that Phillip Rivers played in, and you started to talk about it, you had Peyton Manning in the height of his career, Tom Brady, uh, you know, you had Ben Roethlisberger win multiple Super Bowls. Same with Eli Manning, um, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, who's got more passing yards than all of them. I've already just named six off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And so you're not in your era, you're not really one of the top two, three, four, and you don't have the Super Bowls. And look, the thing is, you were you were mentioning pro football focus, and I never use any of those like statistical comparison sorts of things. But I was listening to you say it, and I was trying to guess who you were going to say. If I were going to compare Philip Rivers' career to somebody, I would compare it to the likes of a Tony Romo or a Carson Palmer. Now, yep. he's played longer, and now he's put up a lot more numbers than those kinds of guys. But when they were all playing at the same time, they were the kinds of quarterbacks that could put up numbers but could never really get you anywhere. And, that, and, and your point about it was not Rivers' fault. There were, you know, it was the team. Um, yeah, I mean, but there were times where many seasons Philip Rivers coached or uh, quarterbacked the team where people thought this is the most talented roster in the entire NFL. And, and look, if I would say one thing, the, the ownership of the franchise failed him more than anything because the history of it is when you fire a coach who goes 14 and two for a coach who's never been Correct. successful, yeah. that's where you really failed that player. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that happened for sure. Um, what do you got on the show tonight? Well, we're going to go down to Orlando and talk to ESPN radio NBA analyst PJ Carlissimo. Oh, yes. my guy. Tell I him like I say PJ. hello. Send him my love mm-hmm. and tell him before he before he leaves to mm-hmm. give you a restaurant recommendation in any city in the country that has an NBA team and make sure you jot it down. F- pick a city you want to go to that has an NBA team. It doesn't matter where it is in the country. And he will have a place that will stay open for you until at least 1 in the morning and you can have a good time. Trust he me is, when I tell you that. He is totally famous for exactly what you've just said. And the way I've gotten to know PJ is you know, he lives in Seattle. Yeah. And whenever I go up to Seattle to cover a Seahawks game, he works with the same crew that I work with with Westwood One. So we always go over to his house or we always meet him out somewhere. And he'll always bring together it's <laughs> I'm going to name drop here. But these lunches, I swear to you, I don't say anything. I sit off to the side when I when I listen to Kevin Harlan. Yeah. And PJ Carlissimo and uh, several others that he'll he'll bring into these lunches. I just sit there and listen to the stories that these guys tell. PJ is an amazing guy. He sounds great on the radio calling games. And I'm going to be curious to think or to hear what he thinks about all that has transpired in the last 24 to 36 hours. And uh, Brian Winhorst from ESPN, another nice. NBA you know, reporter. Everybody knows Brian is going to be, uh, is going to be on also. So, and, and I also really want to open the phones up again tonight, guys, because last night we were having some really heavy-duty, real, raw dialogue. And I'm of the opinion that if you're black, white, gay, straight, male, female, young, old, it doesn't matter. If, if you want to, if we all want to maybe, maybe create change, we got to talk, we got to communicate, and we got to be willing to talk about the tough stuff. So let's do that. Yeah, we also got to not eat chocolate chip and mint. We got to yes, do that too. Let's try that. Yeah, I know yeah. you, guys are on a, you guys are on a campaign, and I feel you. Yeah. 2020, yeah. Granderson and Sedano. 2020, oh, like say that. no to mint. Yeah. <laughs> Say no uh, to mint. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty Caps, have a great show, brother. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed listening as always. Thank you, brother. We'll be listening as well. All right. And who am I missing? Renata Simmerl, uh, who joins us as well. Elsie Granderson, you are the best, and I will talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. you guys have a great night. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We love you. Scott Kaplan is up next. See you.